0: Open your Bibles, please, to Matthew, the first chapter. Matthew chapter 1. In a moment, we'll begin reading with verse 18. Today, we continue our series in what every Christian should know. We've talked about, first of all, knowing for certain that you are a Christian. And then what every Christian should know about the Bible, about God, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, about prayer... About church, about worship, about missions, about baptism, about the Lord's Supper, about temptation, about knowing God's will, about family, about grace. And I didn't get them in order, and I may have left out some, but we continue that series today appropriately enough, I think, what every Christian should know about Christmas. I love this season absolutely love this season of the year now along with you occasionally there are the frustrations Uh, was at one of the uh, well known stores the other day shopping and there were too many people there (laughs) Uh, quite frankly I thought about calling the fire marshal and, and having him get some of them to leave but it is an awesome season of the year. I love the music. I love the family togetherness. I enjoy the, the giving of gifts and yes, the receiving of gifts. And I love the focus that we make on missions as God's people. I also recognize that it's a season of pain for some. It's a poignant, reflective season. There are some who have a loved one deployed and he or she will not be here for Christmas. So there is a pain in your heart and perhaps a lump in your throat. There are those who have children who are missionaries or other loved ones who are missionaries around the world. And you're so thankful that they're serving the Lord. But this week there's a lump in the throat because you miss your loved one. For others, there's the pain of not having a loved one with you for Christmas. A spouse or a child or a parent or a sibling or a good friend who has gone to be with Jesus and you remember celebrations in the past and so there is that poignancy, that pain That comes at this season of the year. But indeed it is a season of celebration. The birth of Jesus the Son of God. Born of a virgin in Bethlehem. A a stable. A sinless life. Atoning death on the cross. Glorious resurrection. And so this morning, I want us to think about the basics of what every Christian should know about Christmas. Stand with me, please, in honor of the reading of God's Word. Matthew 1, verse 18, and it says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law Every name, the name of Jesus. You may be seated. We read about the virgin birth of our Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter one. We also read about it in Luke's gospel in the first chapter, verses 34 and 35, where it says, Mary speaking to the angel who has revealed what is about to happen. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The virgin birth of our Lord Jesus shows that salvation comes from the Lord. It is supernatural. In Galatians chapter four, we read, when the time, when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son Born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. That word adoption is an incredibly beautiful word. And in fact, in a few weeks, we will talk about what every Christian should know about adoption. The, the virgin birth of our Lord unites His full deity and full humanity in one person. That is the only way for us to be saved. The only way for His coming to save us was the virgin birth. If He was just placed on earth, full grown, like some comic superhero it would be hard to imagine Him as fully human. If He were born of the union of a man and a woman like you and I were born, it would be hard to imagine Him as fully God. The virgin birth makes possible Christ's true humanity without inherited sin. The work of the Holy Spirit in Mary prevented the transmission of sin through Joseph, who was not his father, and the transmission of sin from Mary also was prevented. It was, in other words, a miracle. I would submit to you this morning that you cannot be a Christian without believing in the miraculous. Why would I say that? Because His virgin birth was miraculous. His sinless life was miraculous. We think about His miracles, and they were all miraculous. We think about our atonement by His shed blood on the cross, and that is miraculous. We think about His glorious Resurrection and that is miraculous. We think about the incredible, amazing spread of the gospel to the ends of the earth. That is miraculous and your own transformation as the Holy Spirit came to live in your life is miraculous. We aren't who we used to be. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Truly, it is all miraculous from beginning to ending. So I want us to reflect this morning on these things about what every Christian should know about Christmas. And number one is this. Christmas means God revealed himself to us. Christmas means God revealed himself to us and that is the only way we can know him god in his holiness is too great for us to to know except that he chooses to reveal himself to us in christmas god revealed himself to us mary was engaged to joseph the custom of that day was that the engagement would last for about 1 year And they were considered to be married during that time, though they did not live together, did not have physical relationships with one another. But they were considered married. And after a year, there would be an official ceremony. And to end that relationship during that year required a legal, formal divorce. Mary was pregnant. Joseph is upset, as we certainly can understand He knew he was not the father of that child. And he assumed that Mary had been unfaithful to him. By law, adultery was punishable by death. She, after all, had not only disgraced herself, but she had also disgraced Joseph, or so it seemed. But we see Joseph's heart. We can begin to understand in this passage this morning why God chose Joseph To be the earthly father of his son, Joseph chooses to seek a quiet divorce instead of public condemnation of Mary. But an angel appears in a dream to Joseph. Don't be afraid, Joseph. The child conceived is of the Holy Spirit. Mary is still a virgin. God is the Father, and it is a miracle. Mary, Mary, now put those two together, Mary, Mary, and call the baby Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And the word Emmanuel means God with us. God in the flesh. Joseph obeyed the Lord. And when the child was born, gave him the name Jesus, which means the Lord saves or Jehovah is salvation. Emmanuel. God With us. C.S. Lewis, as only he could say it, said that God becoming a man is like you or I becoming a slug. Such is the vast difference between the two beings. So Christmas is a celebration. Christmas is the celebration of Emmanuel, God becoming flesh, God himself With us. Imagine it. Try to wrap your mind around that. God in all of His greatness has come to us to dwell among us. God in the flesh. Emmanuel. God with us. And it begins as a baby in a stable in an out-of-the-way place called Bethlehem. God revealed Himself. How can we know God? There's only one way. God must reveal Himself to us in a way that we can understand, and that is exactly what He did. Jesus said Himself, He who has seen Me has seen the Father. I and the Father are one. What is God like? See Jesus. How much is Jesus like God? He is the perfect image of the Father according to the Scripture. The heart of our faith is Jesus Christ is God. Not just sent by God, but God in the flesh. God spoke in the flesh. Therefore, you and I can understand What every Christian should know about Christmas is that God has revealed himself to us. Number two. What every Christian should know about Christmas is that God identified with us. God identified with us. God walked in our shoes in Jesus. God took on flesh. Humanity. Born in a manger in Bethlehem, raised in a carpenter's shop in Nazareth, died on a cross in Jerusalem, and up from the grave he arose. Born in Bethlehem, we celebrate that event, that momentous, incredible, universe-changing event at this season of the year. Born in a stable, not a mansion. He identifies with the poor and the homeless. Born in lowly Bethlehem instead of glittering Rome or intellectual Athens. He grew up in a carpenter's shop instead of Caesar's house. He identifies with common man. Born a Jew, not a Greek or a Roman. He identifies with the despised and the oppressed and the rejected. And he died on a cross, not in a hospital. He identifies with, with the gory and the suffering. Born and reared at the crossroads of the world on a strip of land that is the most significant strip of land on the face of planet earth a strip of land that connects Europe and Asia and Africa that we know as Israel Jesus calls himself the son of man 97 times in Matthew Mark Luke and John Hebrews chapter 2 uh, verse uh, 17 And then in chapter 4 also, in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17, the scripture says, For this reason he had to become like them, like, like us, fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. This is the only way. God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. What should every Christian know about Christmas? That God revealed himself to us and that God identified with us. So the third thing we should know about Christmas, and that is this. Christmas is all about your sin Christmas is all about your sin look again at verse 21 of Matthew 1 she will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins that is why he came good tidings Of great joy. Why? There is a solution to our sin problem. You and I are sinners. And there is no human remedy for your sin. Our condition is terminal. Unless God chooses to intervene. You cannot wipe out your sin. Nor can I mine. The wages of sin is death. Jeremiah the prophet puts it this way in the second chapter of his book and the 22nd verse. Although you wash yourself with soap and use an abundance of cleansing powder, the stain of your guilt is still before me, declares the Sovereign Lord. The only way... For you and I to have forgiveness for our sin is for someone who is sinless to pay the price for your sin and mine. And that is exactly what Jesus did. The fourth thing we want to remember about Christmas is this. Christmas is about the Christ child. Christmas is about the Christ child. Isn't that precious? (laughs) About the Christ child Don't be distracted It's easy to be distracted At this season of the year Oh yeah I forgot about him <laughs> Yeah the baby Yeah forgot all about him In the midst of everything else we do Don't be distracted Christmas is about the Christ child And since the garden of Eden God has been preparing the world for Christmas, it began as early as the third chapter of the book of Genesis, where God spoke of the enmity between God and and Satan, the serpent. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. And then Isaiah chapter 7, Emmanuel God with us. Uh, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, for to us a child is born to us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Christmas is about the Christ child, Bethlehem, a stable, a cradle, all leading to the cross. In fact, the Christmas carol list that you and I keep either on, in writing or in our minds could include the old rugged cross just as easily as it includes silent night. Jesus had an overriding mission. He never deviated from it and it was the cross, the tomb, and the resurrection. And I love Christmas, but without the cross and the resurrection, there'd be no story to tell. If we celebrate Christmas, we also celebrate Good Friday and Easter Sunday. It's all about the baby. And then what else should we know about Christmas? Christmas is about your salvation. For you, and you, and you, 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 and me. Christmas is all about your salvation. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. The angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. First Timothy chapter 2. Verses 3 and 4. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. You're included in that. Will all be saved? No, they will not. But understand, if you are listening to my voice this morning, then I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking and tugging at your heart if you have not yet chosen to follow christ you're included it's free to you it costs christ his life but it's free to you for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life the wages of sin is death but can you say the rest of it the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The gift of God. Final and sufficient and nothing else is needed. Lastly, what we should know about Christmas is this. Christmas is about God's glory. Christmas is about God's glory. I love I love what happened in shepherds fields. Are you going to ask for some instant replays in heaven? Some some video? Lord, would you get out the tape of this event and that event? I I don't mean to sound flippant. And I know in heaven we're going to be so enamored of God's presence. I'm not really sure how much videotape we're going to want to see. But if that is allowed, I want to see this. I want to see... What happened at shepherd's fields where it says suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Yes, Christmas is about my sin and yours. It's about my salvation and yours. But it's also. About God's glory. And that's what we need as a Christian. That's what we need to know about Christmas. Would you bow with me, please, for prayer? In a moment, Brother Gary will come and lead us in the singing of a song of invitation. We offer this invitation every Sunday because we know in our hearts That when there are this many people in a room, there are some who do not yet know Jesus. And it may very well be that the Holy Spirit is tugging at your heart this morning. And if he is, then the invitation is to you to leave your seat. Come and place your hand in mine and say very simply, Pastor, I need Jesus. There'll be a member of our staff here to pray with you and open God's word to share with you. And on this, the Sunday before Christmas 2018, you can come to know Jesus as your Savior and Lord. I can't think of a better day. So the Spirit is speaking. He's drawing. He's wooing. wooing, He's calling. He's calling you irresistibly. Will you come? Give your heart and life to Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for the baby. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the resurrection. Thank you for an eternity that we will spend with you. Somebody here today needs Jesus. Draw them to yourself. May someone come to know you today. In the Savior's name I pray. Amen. God speaks to your heart. You come as we stand and sing.